Big Balls Bob. Not to be confused with Tiny Balls Todd. I do have a body. It's a very fantastic. Uh, more of a temple, really, than a body. I can't tell if he's doing a bit or not. I'm glad you brought that, that point up because... Todd's a pussy. It's right next to Todd's OnlyFans. It's, it's on the internet. Yeah, Todd's not dumb. I tried to get in a high honest English class once and they called my parents and were like, hey, just tell him he can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it shows. It really shows. I'm a dumbass and I'm sorry. The first time you've been let out of mom's basement, right? Oh, no, I'm still in mom's basement, actually. <laughs> I hate you guys so much. I'm going to throw these two guys into the screen so that... If I die, they can carry on the legacy of crap that is this show. Merry Christmas! Happy Holidays, Packer fans! Welcome back into Lombardi's Bar. I'm your bartender, Dan Connick. Thank you so much for joining us today. We've got a lot to talk about today. The Packers are on this long winning streak, finishing up most recently with a, another nail-biter against an AFC North opponent on Christmas Day, completely killing the second half of my Christmas Day. And we've got two games left on the season now to wrap up the number one seed and to just end all hope for the Minnesota Vikings this week. Thanks for joining us today. We are brought to you by our friends at Artech Ventures. The goal at Artech Ventures is to collaborate closely with founders throughout all the investment and fundraising stages, turn their visions into successful companies. Since 2020, Artech Ventures has helped turn great ideas into profitable businesses that make an impact on industries, communities, and beyond. Visit ArtTechVentures.com. To get us started today, let's get our drink special at Lombardi's Bar today. It is the Shot of Revenge. That's what the Packers have. On Sunday, a little shot at revenge against the Minnesota Vikings. What's the shot of revenge? One part gin and two parts grape crush soda that we all know is the the choice du jour of the Viking killer himself, Aaron Rodgers. And also top that off with just a few dabs of Paul Allen's tears. Freshly squeezed Paul Allen tears. Perfect for a shot of revenge. Bring these two guys in here to talk about Paul Allen's tears as well. It's Todd Varney and Jimmy Christensen. Guys, how are you doing today? How's it going? How was your Christmas? I was wonderful. I spent it in Green Bay with the Packers, watching them uh, take down the Browns. Made it a little bit more interesting than I was hoping for, but uh, we got the win, and that's what, what matters. Yeah. No, same. It was... Uh... Christmas was good. I got very nervous during that game. My family did a pool for uh, hopefully to win some money, and I won jack shit. So that kind of sucked. But besides that, it was good. Wait, like you would have won money from your family or? Yeah. Please yeah. tell me it was just you and your wife and your two kids <laughs> that you were trying to get money off of. No, I definitely did put Dez's name on there, though. So I had two spots, but it was disguised Smart. as Dez. Smart. Um, but no, it was... uh. Yeah, like my my whole family does one. Yeah, every Super Bowl we bring like five different pool cards, try to make it interesting. But I never win. I don't think I've ever won, and we've done plenty of these things. How hey, big, Jim, you, like, is it? Just your family? You fill a whole a whole board with your family? Yeah, one of those like ten. We only have like a ten spot thing. Yeah. How uh, how's the eye healing up there, guy? You know, it's it's getting there. It's oh, not yeah. bad now. 
Ah, you're fine. Was that one of the fourth graders? That's yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) No, I caught an elbow, but I will, as Todd likes to say, the fourth grader beat me up for sure. Dan, how was your Christmas? Uh, my Christmas overall was was great. I fantastic. I got some. I got some fantastic (laughs) Packer slippers that are that are bomb as slippers. I love them. Uh, and then I did not make an ass out of myself in front of my wife's family. So, and I, and I forced I most of them to wear Packer jerseys. I brought all of my Packer jerseys and I just started handing them out to people. And I'm like, let's go, let's go. Like, we're going to sit around here after Christmas. You're all jerseying up. So I don't think you can decide if you made an ass of yourself or not. Like, I think that's yeah. something that like they have to determine. I, okay. That's fair, but I feel like, especially with how I know I am by myself during games (laughs) or just with my wife during games, it was, it was a stark difference between the two. And so I feel like I did a very good job of handling myself. Oh yeah. Kelsey said you did okay this year. So you did okay. Yeah. So definitely not making, not making an ass of yourself. And somehow I feel like that's actually an improvement from past years. Well, we don't, I mean, how often I don't have to watch Packer games with them that often. I still feel like you probably do a pretty good job of making an ass out of yourself in front of a family, whether <laughs> I, or not the Packers are on. Yeah, they, honestly, no, when okay, you no, when you said it, Dan, it didn't even register to me that there was a Packer game on that day. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, that's par for the course. <laughs> that was my thought too, honestly, until you mentioned the jerseys. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> No, it was good. It, I think I think overall the game, the game itself, a fun, entertaining game, could have been a little bit, could have been a little bit uh, more, uh, le- or it could have been less stressful at the end. But overall, thought it wasn't half bad. Um, all right, guys, let's uh, let's jump into it. Talk about that game a little bit more with our buy around, pay the tab segment. Our, bra- our, uh, our buy around segment brought to you by our friends at Lakefront Brewery. Lakefront Brewery is one of Wisconsin's largest craft breweries. Since its founding in 1987 by brothers Russ and Jim Klish, Lakefront has earned numerous awards and created many industry firsts. Lakefront Brewery tours are among the most popular in the United States with over 100,000 guests taking the tour yearly. Brewing flavorful, high-quality craft beer has been their passion for over 30 years, and they'd love to tell you their story over a pint and a tour the next time you're in Milwaukee, visit lakefrontbrewery.com to visit or to schedule your tour today. So, gentlemen, who are we buying around for? Uh, Jimmy, we'll start with you. Who are you buying around for today? I was going to say, let's let's save Todd's to the last one because I feel like there's going to be a discussion after that. Uh, <laughs> I'm going with Alan Lazard. Uh, he, he caught number 443. Uh, he went from being on the practice squad a few years ago to working his way up. Caught a break when Sternberger got hurt. He was able to join the roster, and he's made a name for himself since then. Uh, and even just being an undrafted free agent coming on, a big deal would be to just make the team and be consistent. But he's made like he's become a starter. This record moment, like he's going to be solidified in Packer history now as a person who caught Aaron Rodgers' record-breaking touchdown. So just like a huge three, four-year span for him. Uh, that I'm sure he never saw coming, but it's just it's cool to see that see that happen. Yeah, I I always wonder if like other fan bases know about Alan Lazard. You know, like he's especially with the 
kind of the the quiet or or inconspicuous wide receiver room that we have outside of Devonte Adams. You know, I, I always kind of is it just a lot of like regional bias that we all think you know highly of Alan Lazard or, or is he well known throughout the league? Uh, you know, you think about other teams like can you name their most teams third wide receiver like. I don't know, but I I don't think Alan Lazard gets the credit he deserves because he does so many of those little things. Um, you know, especially it's been talked about over and over again how much he contributes in the run game just as a blocker. Um, you can see him out there, you know, making making it work on the edge. So uh definitely good shout out for him. Good moment for him too to get four forty three. Yeah, especially after Rodgers missed him last week. Like it just makes sense that it would go to him since he he had the chance last time. Rodgers overthrew it, but um I re- I really do think Rogers purposely overthrew him. I was just gonna throw it out there. <laughs> For what purpose? So he could do it. He, can you break the record so he could at, do home? It at home? Yeah. Okay. We won the game. Fuck it. <laughs> He's like, you know what? Let's let's break this record at home. It was way on Christmas Day. You have to do it that way. I that I mean that's fair. That there's really not a more like poetic, you know, end well, to, like end to that story. And I appreciate it because uh, Alan Lazard dove to the pylon right in front of, of my seat. So I had a, a great view uh, to 443. So that was nice. I, I appreciate the overthrow in Baltimore last week uh, and then getting it to Lazard this week. For Did you wear my, my crop top? Reason. What's that? Did you wear my crop top? Absolutely. Awesome. Yep. Can you bring that on Sunday for me, by the way? Yeah, I'll, I'll bring your stuff. <laughs> Real quick on that, on that 443, what do you make of, of Aaron Rodgers – uh, gifting the ball to Brett Favre's grand, like grandkids. Is that his, what... gran- his grandson? Wasn't it? Was, was that it, was it his grandson? Yeah. Was that a real thing or was that just a tweet? Did anyone confirm that? I, I guess that's not actually, but I haven't confirmed that. I just I'm going off of what I what I heard. Dan believes everything he's on the yeah, internet. Everything. This is great. This is, this is a one time where we really miss producer Nick. Like I didn't think we would until right now where it's like, I wish we had someone to look that up for us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally doing, <laughs> I am producer Nick today. <laughs> I, I don't know if he did I, do that. Like, that's pretty cool. Like I would I think know, he'd want to keep it, but right. That's what I heard is just that, like, that was, I, I don't know. Fuck it. I guess. <laughs> Well, how do you feel about it, Dan? I feel like you asked us because you have an opinion on it. I, I mean, I guess I don't, I don't know because it's like I, I'm not sure where the like, where's this, like, what is the sentiment? Is the sentiment like, hey, like your your debt, your grandpa was so special, so I'm giving you this ball of the record. Like for me, it just it it reads, and I, I'm not saying this is the sentiment behind it, but it reads like, hey, every time you go see your grandpa, just remember I'm better than him. Well, that doesn't have any recency bias on how you your personal feelings about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> uh, which, so according to uh, the Fox broadcast, uh, uh, and it's been put on Sports Illustrated as well. Um, he, uh, yeah, he did gift it to Brett's grandson. Well, I'm sure his son, his grandson is thrilled. He's probably has Favre's one. I'm sure Favre's going to give it to him eventually. And then he has this one. Like he has both record breaking, break, record like collecting breaking beanie babies. Footballs. Yeah. Except way fucking cooler. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched that beanie baby documentary at HBO and those people are fucking insane. Dude, um, I used to have so many of them. I'd be yeah. so rich right now if I kept them. Also real quick before, before we move on, 
Brett, could we get a little bit more energy in the in the the thank you or the congratulatory video? <laughs> either either give me something a little bit more that doesn't feel like it was bought off cameo, or or don't give me anything because it was really it, it was cringy for me to watch him do it. Here's the thing, he's an old man yeah. using a smartphone, that, so yeah. I'm not saying I'm not. Well, where's saying the grandson? No. I'm not saying that no old men can use cell phones, but I'm saying he doesn't have a production crew. He's just filming this by himself, trying to make it happen. Uh, props for figuring it out. I'm sure it only took him 465 takes. I just picture him like with his like glasses down on his nose. He's like, so what? Which button? Is it you? I, I, YouTube, right? I want I want YouTube, right? That's I got the video one. I got to email it. How do I, where do I go for that? You know, there's so much of it. They had to edit out before they could oh, yeah. put on. I wish they had the blooper reel at the end where he's like, God damn it. How do I do this? <laughs> All right. Uh, I was told Todd, you want to go, you want to go last for your, your buy around? Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd, okay. yeah for sure. Off of Everclear and Peyote. <laughs> That's a That's fucking like a good Christmas. Time. Good to see um, you, Joe. <laughs> I'm going to buy around for the offensive line because I mean, these guys have just, they, they've, no matter who it is, they've done their job. Like we're down to the fifth string left tackle at this point. And I know that they didn't have their full complement of that pass rush that been killing teams all year long, but they still had, it was still, it was still miles Garrett, right? Or which one played? Yeah. It was miles Garrett, right? Yeah. And Jadavian Clowney wasn't active. And that's why I'm asking is because I didn't hear either of their names all night. Like in terms of wrecking a play or, or, oh my gosh, like they've been playing outstanding today. I heard nothing from any of those guys. And that means the offensive line was doing their job. And so props again to this whole offensive line. N enough can't be said about it. They're, they're, they're the MVPs of the season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you, would have listened to Roger's entire uh, stint on McAfee yesterday, not just pick and choose the parts that you, you want to listen to Dan. Uh, you would have heard him say that miles was out there on one leg uh, doing what he could. And is still a beast. So great job to, to the offensive line. Uh, absolutely. But there, there was a reason that there was a freak of nature on the field. That was pretty quiet on Sunday. Uh, I, I mean, same thing with Aaron Donald last year. Like even at even at fifty percent, the dude is still he still wrecks games. We've seen it, and so it, it's been it's been freaking Braden for Christ's sake. Like you should you should be able to handle him if it, like if if you're Miles Garrett, you should still be able to handle Ben Braden at left tackle. Dude, I that, mean, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys get what super annoyed when they talk like the broadcast brings up the other team's offensive line and goes over all these injuries like man this unit's doing really well with all these players being out it's like well no what about the fucking packers like literally every starter is not on the field like can we you know praise them up a little bit i, I feel of... like it's i feel like it's become at this point that the first couple of weeks broadcasts would talk about it and now it's just become like a side note is yeah. like Here's Aaron Rodgers in this offensive line. Yeah, they're pretty banged up, but here's you know, and it's like they they just know that it doesn't matter what's going on out there. That this offensive line is still doing stuff, so it's become like almost a non-story at this point for them. You know? Yeah. So let me ask you this: uh, Given the way that we've seen this mash unit of offensive linemen 
function throughout the season and the salary cap hell this team is facing, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it, it won't make a difference because Bakhtiari's contract is guaranteed, but would you rethink that contract if you were, if you were able to? I, I wouldn't because I think if, I think if you're going to, if you're going to go big at one in position on the offensive line, left tackle, you can fill in the guards. You can fill in. I know he, that's, I know that's what I said. Um, oh, grumpy pants, but you, but you can fill it. Like you've got a young center for the next four years. The guard play. Maybe. Is he still alive? I don't think so. I think they all yellered him. Uh, yeah, I don't oh, yell it. until until I get no, confirmation Josh from your Myers, sources, Dan. Center. I'll do it until I get confirmation from your people, Dan. Uh, <laughs> I will not believe that Josh Myers is still alive. All right, I'll I'll work on getting a I'll work on getting a health check on Josh Myers. Thank you, a wellness check. Iowa Joe did bring up a good point here, guys. Uh, yeah, we got to bring up that. Yes, <laughs> we we Favre does know how to use the camera yeah. function on the cell phones now. Also, shout out Jen Sturger. Is that who he said um, to? Yeah, for sure. Moving along, Todd. Who are you buying around for? Uh, I'm going with a guy that we have not given nearly enough credit to this year. Uh, odds on favorite to win the MVP for a second consecutive year, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I feel like because of the season he had last year, he's not having as great of a season as, as he did. Um, but last year was miraculous. I mean, you just look at the month of December. I mean, 10 touchdowns, no interceptions. You've got to go all the way back to the middle of November to find a game in which he had, uh, had an interception. So, I mean, you're, He's just out there doing Aaron Rodgers stuff. Um, also on uh, the McAfee show, he came out and said that, you know, like you kind of said earlier, Dan, it would have been nice if they would have stood on the throat a little bit on Christmas Day and and really put that game away. They need to do that better or be better about doing that. So uh, shout out to him for recognizing that. I'm sure he in no way was uh, sending that as a code or implying anything to the coaching staff that, uh, things need to change on that level. But uh, all around, I think Aaron has somehow his performance hasn't been talked about enough this year. I think everything else that he says gets talked about so much that when it comes to his play on the field, everybody just kind of go, oh, okay, he's Aaron Rodgers. Do you think – or do you see that tweet that was like the best touchdown to interception percentage or ratio – and it's him in first place, like 16.5 or yeah, was it 16.5? And then yes, second place is four. Yeah. Just yeah. absolutely destroying everybody in that one. Literally four times better than the person in second place who somehow is Kirk Cousins, but it's fucking insane. Like he is playing at a ridiculous level. Um, And I think him winning MVP this year is even more impressive because he had to get over all the, the bullshit that people are going to bring into his football playing, which really should have nothing to do with, an MVP level, either the MVP and you deserve it or you don't all the extra bullshit, unless you're killing someone shouldn't matter. Do you think that that's still going to, do you think that's going to factor in? People are still fucking talking about it every single week. I know people are, I know people are talking about it, but it's like, I, I don't know. It's is Jackson Mahomes being a complete asshole every single week going to affect Patrick Mahomes from winning an MVP. No, I, 
I, I don't think so. I think <laughs> I, I'm never voting for Patrick Mahomes because of Jackson Mahomes. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think when you when you look at you know what else Rogers, yeah, there's been you know the the early season off the field stuff. He hasn't been practicing. He's you know battling a, a toe injury. Uh, he's a COVID survivor. I mean, just a, a number of of things that he's went through this year. And then again, to just be constantly put under the microscope for everything he says um, to still be able to go out there and, and perform at that level and to have this team uh, for not to be a distraction to the team, I think is huge too. to, to keep that locker room together with all of this surrounding them, I think is pretty crazy. I just don't think the team gives a fuck because they knew about yeah. it. Like, I just don't think any of the players care. Well, they know, I mean, they know about it. And again, it's, it's really just a bigger media story than it is a team story. If you're a good enough player, the guys on the team don't don't give a fuck. Like, right. look at Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown technically committed a felony in lying about his vaccination status, and he's sticking around because they can they, that he plays at that kind of a level that they they want to have him. That it's it's worth it's worth the any any sort of nonsense that kind of gets brought around about it. I think the I think most of the guys on the team don't don't really care, and I that that's fine. I. I, I don't really care if they don't care. Uh, for me, I, I've I've made my peace essentially with Aaron Rodgers. I, I see where I see where I stand emotionally with him, fan, player relationship. Do whatever you want. As the MVP of the season, he's he's a he's a lock. He has to be the, the way he plays. No, none, nothing else should matter in that. So if we if we win next week and the Cowboys lose, we we bench them, right? Like we Rodgers takes two weeks off. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the, the Cowboys play before the Packers on Sunday, so there could even be a chance there um that they because they'll have a two game lead and the tiebreaker at that point. So I think there's a chance we see limited action from those guys if the Cowboys lose to the Cardinals, which <laughs> somebody fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. Everybody. Everybody, Arizona in general, the entire state gone. <laughs> yeah, just which like you know, hole. in the general scheme of things, is it the worst thing? No. Anyway, no. let's pay the tab. There was plenty of pay the tab to go around after Saturday's game. Todd will start with you this time. Who needs to pay the tab after that Christmas Day win? Uh. I'm going to go with Joe Barry. Uh, since everybody decided to anoint him the best defensive coordinator this team has ever had and sign a petition stating that they would never call for his job again, he's put a defense on the field that's giving up 28 points per game since their shutout. Uh, so the last five games with a bye week in there to try and rest guys and, and correct things. Um, thankfully they're getting timely turnovers uh, and some big sacks in there to, to help out the run defense is 31st in the league. Um, and they're just absolute sieves when it comes to anything. So I, I don't know that I'm calling for his job yet, but Joe Barry, you got about another week before I start calling for your job. <laughs> such a fucking turn of events <laughs> but like I, he does so much with the little that he had like 
Jair's not there. Zadarius not there. Kenny missed time. Rashawn missed time. Like, I don't know. At some point you have to, and I know hopefully you are, but like, it's, I don't know. He's doing a lot with the B team and a lot of key positions. Like he's at some point, he was literally missing his top, what, three defenders. They're all out. I don't know. It's just, I, I'm definitely worried. It kind of seems like the other teams have figured us out, especially the Ravens COVID ridden team. The Browns COVID ridden team did really well against us and we couldn't stop them, but I don't know. It still yeah, seems it's, like it's called just hand the ball off. If the Browns wouldn't have thrown, if they would have taken a page out of Bill Belichick's playbook and thrown the ball five times against us. Yeah. They would have beat the shit out of the Packers. Yes. Especially that last drive. If they would have just kept handing off the Chubb that last drive. Yeah. They would have kicked a field goal. And won. Absolutely. I, they could have thrown the ball five times. Baker Mayfield still would have had four interceptions. Yes. Um, but they I mean, probably would have won the game. Isn't part of it that this team is based a lot on just the complimentary football. And like when the offense gets into those modes where they start, like that's when I feel the defense really kind of starts to struggle heavily is when the offense starts getting into those struggle moments. Like think of those last couple drives in that game for the Packers three and outs, you know, quick turnarounds for the defense and now they're back out there just getting, you know, Nick Chubb run through a mother effer's face again. And it, it seems like a lot of that success from the defense plays off of how well the offense is doing at times. And they they really need each other to just work well together to sync up as well like that. And I feel like that's been kind of kind of part of the issue with that. We need to catch a lead so the team has to abandon the run. That's like, yeah. that's, no, that's exactly. It. That's that's it. What's that's the best? That's the best way to help your defense that's bad at running the ball is force the other team to be in a position where they can't run the ball. Well, that's what surprised me is, you know, the the Browns are down. They get the ball back. They hand the ball off, and I was like, "That's weird." Okay, they're running into the two minute warning. That's fine. Run the ball one more time. Now you're going to start passing it. They did have timeouts. Then they came back from the two-minute warning and ran the ball again. I was like, that's not how the – okay, never mind. I forgot that <laughs> you can't throw the ball, but you're you're running it all over the defense. So, yeah, keep it up. Yeah. I, yeah. That that was rough, rough to watch. But, like, just to, like, piggyback off your pay the tab, like, mine's the defensive line this week. Like, you have Kingsley Kiki's on there now. Tyler Lancaster's on there. Like it's it's already a defensive line that's not really playing the best the last couple of weeks, allowing the run game to go all over them. And now you're missing two players. Granted, Tyler Lancaster is Tyler Lancaster, but still he's a big body in there that you could use, even just give Kenny Clark a, a break for a couple of plays. So they're going against fucking Dalvin Cook, who if the Vikings are smart, which they're not, they would just give the ball to him every single fucking play and do the Bill Belichick barely throw it, as Todd mentioned before. So I don't know. This defensive line is really going to have to step up because we are facing a a better running back this week. I, I feel like it's part of this has to be on the outside pass rushing as well from Preston and Rashawn because it feels like whenever they're whenever they're going just straight up the field, no matter when it is, they break the contain, and if it's a run play, they're out of position. If it's a pass play whoever whoever it is squeaks out there maintain that whole defensive line just maintain 
the line. I don't even care so much about getting sacks or, or pressures. Just hold that whole line. And I feel like that that is in the way this defense is played, that makes a world of difference. Because yeah. there's no who's the threat? It's Justin Jefferson and Tyler Conklin this week in the passing game. Double team them and and force them, force them to have to abandon the run with Dalvin Cook. It's I feel like we've been hearing non like the last couple weeks, especially even the like the broadcast, all they talk about is oh, didn't have contain on that play. Contain wasn't there on this play. I don't know. Yeah, that's it, it just it drives me crazy sometimes is Rashawn trying to do too much. It's it's sort of like the Clay Matthews thing, and we saw those those last couple years where he's flying up the field to make the play, and I appreciate that and I love it. But hold the line, force them to force them to get into passing situations, and then attack. You know, I don't know. Force them to get into into passing situations, but you also just said you don't care about pressures or sacks, so not ideal. Because I'm not, I'm not, I don't want you to, I don't want you to like over pursue to, to only focus on the pass rush and to, to get, to get penetration. Sometimes you just got to hold out there, man. It's all about getting penetration. My pay the tab friend of the show, Gab Gowdy, because excuse me, Gab. No. We're no. we're getting close to we're getting close to a week. No post Mm-mm. post win. No, you uh, us, that you moron on the screen here. next to you, Dan. Mm-mm. She made the bet and was ready to sign off, and that moron next to you, I was confident, said, "Well, do you want the points?" And we gave her six and a half points. Oh, so God. we. Oh lost. shoot! You're right. Yeah. Damn it, Jimmy. I was confident. <laughs> I completely she was, forgot about She that. was ready you to just move along. Bitch. And Jimmy's like, well, do you want the points? What? She baited you. I thought I, I was she being... She didn't even bait him. He's just that dumb. <laughs> Dude, I thought I was I was just showing a lot of confidence in the team, saying, you know what? We're going to beat him by more than two points. Breaking records. Fuck it. We're going to dominate. I was wrong. My apologies. You still have to pay for your own beers, but I'm sorry. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing I didn't say anything because I was ready to like, I got receipts, Gab. I'm going to throw this out there and and plaster this all over and get this beer. God, I wish you would have. Yeah. Like such a dummy. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, speaking of dummy, let's get to our drunk tweet of the week. Before we get to our drunk tweet of the week, though. Sorry, I really like this transition. Let's go to this, but before we but go before to before we get to that, that's called the that's called the transition tease. We've we've got more dumb shit coming up, but first, but first, please, I want to remind everybody that a week from Sunday, these three guys down in Cincinnati, not Cincinnati, Covington, excuse me, just outside of Cincinnati, oh, they're gonna be mad, hanging out with all of the crew at Max Pizza Pub to award them, to coronate them as the best Packer bar in America. Got a whole bunch of stuff going up. We've got raffles, giveaways. We're going to have shock girls there. It's going to be a freaking party. So if you're in the area 
Or if you don't have anything going on, you're not in the area and you fly or drive into the area, come on by, hang out with us, watch the Packers finish off another amazing season against the Lions, and celebrate what is now officially the best Packer bar in America, Max Pizza Pub in Covington, Kentucky. I'm so excited for this. I am too. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the six-hour car ride with uh, Jimmy and producer <laughs> Nick. That's going to be fantastic. Is Alex uh, coming? I've, I'm still working on him. Still working on him. It's Dude, I would say really he's 50, six 50. hours. Yeah, absolutely. Feels like it should be longer than that. Sorry, it's not. I I <laughs> sorry that that's all the. Technically, I, I mean, technically, you get the hour, you get the time change, so yeah, it's gonna yeah. feel like we'll get it coming back. It's fine. Um, but also on Saturday, you're such uh, a douchebag. <laughs> Jimmy and I will be doing a uh, a live stream from there. Dan apparently isn't going to join us for that. He's got uh, apparently a kid on the way or some shit that he's, yeah, I, I don't, don't know. Doesn't make sense, but don't like that. Uh, Saturday, first 25 people to show up limited edition Ooh. special order shirts. Do you uh, have one on hand, Todd, to show the people? No, I'm in the basement. <laughs> I've already got, I've already got those. And the rest of, of the swag that we're taking piled up, ready to go. Otherwise, I'll forget it all. Um, so uh, free shirts for the first 25 people that show up for the show or just to uh, buy me a slice of pizza. Um, they can leave before the show. That's fine. I'll give them a shirt. Question. Um, Do I get yeah. a shirt? We'll see how you behave. As um, long as you're one of the first 25, Jimmy. Yeah. Which we'll see. Yeah, that that is risky. I'll probably show up halfway halfway through the show. It'll be Todd for just half hour talking to himself, for sure. And we will have uh, we've got some pretty sick sick prizes uh, as well that people can win. So I'm um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. This is going to be this is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Hell of a lot of fun. Um, I almost forgot before before our drunk tree of the week, we should probably talk about the game coming up. A little bit more against the Vikings. Right? They suck. We do suck. They are they're a terrible garbage Mickey Mouse franchise of a football team. But regardless, we have to play them on Sunday night. So what are you most looking forward to this week, guys, against the Vikings? I know it's it's not on the paper, but I remember <laughs> it's it's do, not on the teleprompter. Jimmy's we usually not do, do this part. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm Ron dude. Burgundy. Go fuck uh, I'm looking forward to a nice little revenge game uh, followed by a uh, Mike Zimmer firing. Mm. You think it'll happen? You think they'll fire him? I hope if so. If they don't make the playoffs? I hope so. I hope, like, wait, because I feel like Mike Zimmer is just like a slightly better version of Matt Nagy. Don't we want to kind of keep him around for a while? I actually, I think he's. I think he's quite a bit better than Matt Nagy. Yeah. He's significantly better than Matt Nagy, and I'm fine seeing him fired because every once in a while he figures out uh, how to how to run a football team. Yeah, he can find some success. And he actually is a good defensive coach where Matt Nagy's like, you really don't know what his purpose is. <laughs> I would love to you... see I would love to see them bring in like an offensive guru. Because you know it's going to be way too like it'll just it'll ruin everything there. It'll ruin it'll ruin Cousins for sure. There's no oh, yeah, way yeah. he could run like a sophisticated offense. It'd be great. Yeah. All right, that's fair. I appreciate that, Jimmy. 
What about you? I'm just going with our secondary versus Justin Jefferson. Uh, he fucking torched us last game. Razul Douglas is playing at a ridiculous level. Uh, Eric Stokes has been playing really well. So it's kind of Todd mentioned the revenge game. Like it's kind of their turn to show that last time we played him, it was just a, a, a lucky game for them. Um, and hopefully we can slow him down because he is really fucking good. So, and I, that's a good test for these two because Razul Douglas is really opportunistic and this can maybe show he's also can be somewhat of a shutdown corner. Eric Stokes is a rookie ups and downs, but I still can't get over. I think Dan, you mentioned it after the Ravens game, that route that he had guardian uh, Hollywood Brown, where he just complete, like he faked it to the outside and he just stayed completely with him and had that pass breakup. Like that was absolutely beautiful. His closing speed is amazing. So um, it's just a good test for those two. I'm looking forward to it. And we don't have to fucking worry about feeling because he has ankle surgery. So let's see what happens. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think feeling being out is a, is a game changer for that offense because now you can, you can literally just focus on like one guy in each group, one wide receiver, one tight end, one running back. It doesn't matter. It, it becomes very simple at that point. I, I'm I'm looking forward to just the revenge of this whole team because as you mentioned, Jimmy, I think this defense is gonna come in pissed off into this game. You heard you you heard the comments from Paul Allen after that game last time, which were spurred by Joe Barry telling Paul Allen to to not give credit to the to the Vikings offense because he knows that it, the, his defense can beat that offense. The, 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 was it Joe Barry or Jerry Gray? Jerry Gray. I'm sorry. You're right. Jerry Gray. I, I think this defense knows that they're good enough to beat this team. And I think Aaron Rodgers especially knows he, th- this offense is, is way good enough to beat that Vikings defense, especially I think Patrick Peterson, I think got hurt last this past week. I'm not sure what his status will be. He's always kind of up in the air. I'm not afraid of this defense. And Aaron Rodgers, especially against defensive or uh, division opponents, he doesn't get punked twice like that. You know, that just doesn't happen against against division rivals. And so they were they were a, a Darnell Savage interception away from winning that game last time. Now you get them at home under the lights in the cold. What primetime is... cousins? Yep, exactly. And and there's a chance that people are going to this game in the back of their mind saying this could be the last home game, the last regular season home game of Aaron Rodgers' career. Right here, it, it, there's a distinct possibility it could happen. He's gonna come. Well, into I this wasn't game thinking about it. But now I either was that. Thanks yeah. a lot, you dick. I'm wearing all black. Why do you got to keep putting this shit into the universe? I'm not trying to. It's out in the universe. This shit is last. Last week universe. you're talking about. Oh well, what if someone gets hurt? Like now this. Come on, this is Dan. Literally gave everyone on the Packers COVID this week. It was his fault. <laughs> I I look. What I'm trying to say is, I think this team comes out more focused and with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, and. The two most the two the two groups that have that the most is Aaron Rodgers and this secondary group. And I think I think they're gonna be huge this week. And I think the Packers are gonna do well against it. I, th- I think they're gonna I think they're gonna come out and play really well. I'm not I'm not gonna say they win, 
because I, I remember last time I said that and made a, a big declaration of what happened, but I'm also not Lambo Labo here in the chat. Yeah, he's real bummer right now. That's really bumming me out with all of that. Yeah, no, this they have they they they're favored for a reason. They should win this game. And how so much I I think they will. How much do you think plays into it? If the Vikings lose, they're eliminated from playoff contention. Packers already have um, already clinched a playoff spot. Like, do you think? Obviously, we're still going for that number one seed. But do you think the Vikings seemingly having a little bit more to play for is something that we need to be worried about? Because that. Like that, they're fighting for their playoff lives. We already have that. I think so. I mean, we saw it with the Browns last week. They came out that first drive and just walked down the field. Um, and then aside from Baker throwing some bad passes, got him out of it, seemingly out of it for the middle part of the game. Um, at, our Our good friend Joe brought that up last week when we were talking to him about the Browns, that when you've got a team battling for their playoff life, I mean, yeah. especially if, if the Cowboys lose during the day on Sunday, I mean, this team might come out pretty flat and unfocused as well, yeah. knowing that they've got the number one seed sewn up, go out there, get your reps and don't get hurt. But I mean, they, they don't have it sewn up. If the Cowboys lose, they still need to win. Yeah. At least one game. And so why not come out here? I, I think I think that would give them even more incentive to come out here and like guys, like the Cowboys fucked up. Like, this is the chance. This is our best opportunity. Let's go out here and beat the crap out of these guys who punked us last time when like they sucker punched us last time. Let's go out here and let's show up and let's kick their ass. Oh yeah, I forgot that the Rams and Buccaneers are still only four losses too. Yeah. But we, yeah, we have the tiebreaker on them too, right? Just not Dallas. Yeah, right. So that, but Dan, you mentioned before it was the this possibly could be Aaron Rodgers' last regular season home game at Lambeau. Like that obviously adds motivation to the Packers. But how the you know the Vikings are saying like, hey, let's make his last regular season home game if it is a fucking loss to a division rival. Like that motivation goes both ways. Yeah, but I, I think that might I think be enough to bring him back though. I think yeah. it means I think I it does go a little bit both ways, but I think it means a little bit more when you're the team that is around that 24-7 where people are it, it's getting it's getting circulated, it's getting talked about. It was all off season. Is he gonna come back? Is he not? And now he's back. And if this is the last dance, let's make it worth it. I think that works a little bit more in your favor when the other team isn't thinking about you 24-7. They're, they got to think about a new team every single week. You know, yeah. I, I think, I think for them, the, I think the revenge for them is a little bit more. I, I think the Packers have a little bit more to play for in terms of the emotional side of it. That's fair. Either way, fuck you, Paul Allen and fuck the Vikings. <laughs> Speaking of the Vikings. Let's get to our drunk tweet of the week coming from somebody from the Vikings media playing everybody's favorite game on Twitter, making jokes about the Packers and the refs, a tale as old as time, a joke that's the most tired and boring thing you could ever think of. This was just one of the thousands of jokes we saw 
from Brown's Twitter got in on it. All the 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 Bears, the Vikings Twitter, all on this about the Packers and the refs, the refs and the Packers. The Packers get every call. Overlooking, of course, the amazing catch that Alan Lazard made with one hand. Why do you have to make it with one hand, Dan? Oh, it was because the other one was firmly tucked inside another person's pants because he was being held the whole time. These ones are just amplified because they came at key moments. Like, that's it. There's Every game, there's going to be plays on both sides of the ball that get fucked up. And there was definitely a couple holes on Razul that didn't get called. Both led to interceptions. Um, but fuck is what it is i mean that last one though there's opi on that before there's a yeah. hole like yeah that one's just they, physical play they let happen yeah they were consistent in letting guys play physical all day and that's fine if that's how you're gonna call it call it that was the problem with the the no call at the end of the nfc championship mm-hmm. game last year was that they had been letting them play physical in the secondary the whole time and then decided at the biggest moment to throw a flag yeah um so that's the biggest difference there because I think we all saw that meme going around uh, comparing those two plays. That's the, the difference there. I've, I've got no problem if that's going both ways the entire game to let that play, especially at the end of it. Don't let the ref step in and, and make the, des- the decision at the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Especially at the end of a game that the Browns should not have been in because of the way that they played throughout the middle two quarters. Yeah, no, I agree. And I and I think that's that right there is spot on is I don't I don't care because offensive or pass interference is such a subjective call. It's 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 like a strike zone in baseball. It differs from depending on who's making the calls. I don't care how you want to call it, but you have to be consistent. Yeah. That's all I care about. And I thought in terms of the pass interference calls, really all the calls, I thought most of the game, very consistent on both sides. There was holding missed on both sides. There was pass interference not called on both sides. And so if that's the way they want to call that game, fine with me. They called it consistent the entire time. And like Jimmy said, in the biggest moment, they stayed consistent. And that is the that is the key for me. And so appreciate that. And everyone else, go bleep yourself. How do you guys feel about them letting I like I kind of preferred I guess a little bit of bias because it worked out for us but I preferred how they did it this time like that play where Razul and was it people people's Jones again that last mm-hmm. one where they both were being physical with each other like that yeah, I love is, that that's better I think like you're having right. both players fight for position like I think that's great so um I don't know I I I prefer that refing I rather than that ticky tack bullshit because I think that gives the the advantage to the offense, because if you can't put your hands on a receiver, then you're going to get torched every single play, especially well, for opposing defenses, defenses. Adams is going to fucking torch you every play. If you can't put your hands on them. Well, and all, it also equalizes and makes a bad team and a bad receiving core better um, right. by getting consistent help from the refs um, because guys can't get close enough to Devonte Adams to interfere on, on a pass uh, there. You can't get pass interference on MVS when he's 10 yards down the field in front of you. So it, it makes lesser teams look better because they're getting those calls. And and that's exactly, that's exactly what it does in that situation. Cause Baker did not have a good game. 
and his wide receiving core is subpar. And so those kinds of calls bail out bad. That throw on that last interception, it's behind people's Jones. It's not a good throw. Rizul, even even holding even holding it back, Rizul shouldn't be able to get into a position to make that play if you're throwing a good enough ball. And so wh- why would you bail out a terrible a terrible quarterback making bad decisions? I shouldn't say terrible quarterback, a quarterback making terrible decisions with with rules like that. It's Everyone can go have their little pity party and explain away. But as President Smith said, maybe we're just fucking better. So, anyway. Uh, you guys ready for some bar bets? tonight? <laughs> I'm feeling nope. it tonight, man. He just I bleeped it a couple minutes I've ago. Got, I'm, this, this was my Friday. So, I'm... I'm I am feeling really good about the rest of the, I'm not I am I am done for the next several days so I'm <laughs> I'm I'm ready to go. Uh Barbets, gentlemen, let's get to some Barbets. I got to find our Bakhtiaris. Here we go. All right. We talked about the running game, obviously a big one. Dalvin Cook this week. Do they go with the Bill Belichick mentality and run it down their throat over under 150 yards rushing? For Dalvin Cook, Jimmy. Um, I'm I'm gonna go over. Uh, I think with the defensive line in the state that it's in, I think they're really gonna commit to it. We saw what Nick Chubb did to us, um, and I think with the threat of Justin Jefferson, like we can't really play as aggressive against the run because he can absolutely destroy us. So I'm gonna go over four Bakhtiaris. All right. Uh, Todd. Yeah, it pains me to do it as well, but I think I'm going to go over on this. Um, Delvin Cook is a phenomenal running back. Um, like Jimmy said, the, the defensive lines beat up. The run defense is bad, has been bad, uh, even when guys are in there. And I feel like, like Delvin Cook's going to pop a long one, uh, and that's going to help get him to that. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be, you know, made up of a bunch of, of, you know, five, six yard carry. He's going to, he's going to bust something for 60 plus. Um, and that that's going to get him over it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go right with Todd on that five box carries over because even, even before right now where we're kind of like going into this, where we know this run defense is bad and it's going up against Dalvin cook. Even even if we even if that wasn't in the back of my mind thinking about it, Dalvin Cook gets 150 yards easy, like he gets big chunk plays, and so it, there's no way he doesn't get over 150. I I will be shocked. I'll be I'll be absolutely shocked if he doesn't get over 150 yards rushing this week. Um, the next one here for the defense over under three and a half sacks on Kirk Cousins this week, Todd. Uh. I'm going to go under, I think kind of what we've said, they're going to lean on the run a lot. I don't know that, that this offense uh, is going to be able to put up enough points to, to force them out of the run. And I think it, at that point, it's going to be harder, obviously to get two cousins. Um, I, I wouldn't surprise, be surprised to see three, but I'm going to go with the under there five Bakhtiaris. Yeah, no, exact same. I'm following him. Just because of the commitment to the run, it's going to be harder to get to Kirk Cousins. Less opportunity. Yeah, I keep it up there. I 
there's like that was that was kind of the thing we saw in that first matchup. Quick throws. They weren't giving Kirk Cousins a lot of time back there to think about stuff. Just go back to throw. And so they're not going to give him the opportunity to be sacked three and a half times. I don't think. Um, sticking with this defense, really all okay. So almost all of these are based around how this Vikings offense is going to do. The Vikings offense over or under twenty four and a half points put up this week against the Packers defense. I'll I'll start with this one. Um, I'm I'm going to say I'm going to say I'm going to say under. I'm going to say under. I'm going to go four Bakhtiari's under because I don't think there's going to be a lot of changing of possession. I, I think I think both teams are going to get real methodical with it, and I don't think there's going to be a ton of scoring. I, I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be a foot race. I, I think it's going to be a little bit of a slower paced game scoring wise. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go under. Uh, Jimmy. Uh, I think I'm going to go over on this one. Uh, just with Dan or Todd mentioned before, giving up 28 points. You said Dan or Todd can't think. Um, and this is our biggest weakness right now is the run defense. And we're going against a top three running back in the NFL. So I think it's, I think we're still going to get the win, but I think they're going to put up some points just relying on him. I could see another huge Dalvin cook game. Like he had against us last year. Just hopefully this time we don't fuck it up in the end. Um, so yeah, I'm going over. I'm not going to be very confident in it, but uh, three Bakhtiaris. All right, Todd? I'm going to go five Bakhtiaris over. Um, the only team in the last five games that they've kept under 28 points um, or even under 24 points, for that matter, is the Browns. And that took four interceptions and five sacks to keep them under 24 and a half points. So I'm going to, I'm going to say over five box TRs. All right. All right. Um, guys, any final thoughts, any final word or last show of 2021? We'll see each other next year. What do you got? Uh, any, any first any... thought? Go happy ahead. birthday happy tomorrow, birthday. Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Kelsey ratted you out. You weren't going to tell us. No, you big jerk? I know. I'm glad she did because I made a mental note of this last week and also, the mental note that I told you guys about earlier about next week's guest that was supposed to be tonight's guest. Yeah, my mental notes don't work for shit. So, uh, thank you, Kelsey, for throwing that in the chat and reminding me. I don't remember anyone's birthday, so I I didn't have a mental note on that one. So I'm glad you put it in there. <laughs> thank you, I appreciate that, guys. Thank. How you. old are you now? Thirty. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. You old bitch. I know. Birthdays ceased meaning anything last year after 30. So I'm just going to spend the day. I took the day off. I'm ordering Pizza Hut for dinner and I'm going to watch. I'm going to binge the Matrix movies tomorrow. So enjoy it now before the kid comes. Because... I know. I know. Yeah. Oh, and also watch the Boba Fett show. First episode of the Boba Fett show back out. The Boba mm -hmm. Fett show. Book yeah, I know Boba. what that is for sure. It's It slaps. I'm sure. Um, guys, it's what do you? It's not even out yet. <laughs> it's out. It's out today. It came out today. Duh. You didn't I'm see just, it. You can't I'm say it's good. It. I'm he said, "I'm sure." Said, "I'm sure." It's it slapped. I'm sure. Oh, I yeah. blocked that part out. Jesus. What are you guys? What? Any plans? Anything fun going on to 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 bring in the new year, guys? 
hopefully in bed by 9 30 i don't know <laughs> yeah i've got another crazy uh new year's same as as uh last year's uh going to my buddy's place we're gonna make a nice dinner we're gonna bring up the spare mattress and put that in the living room and just live in the living room for a couple of days and do absolutely nothing. It's going to be fantastic. That's a fucking, that's a bomb ass time. That's awesome. All right, guys. Well, uh, for producer Nick, a wall today, but still shout out to him for being, a, being one of the, one of the main guys when he's, at, yeah, at, hey, at least he gave us an hour's notice that he wasn't going to be here. Yeah, I know. That was real nice, right? <laughs> I mean, he did tell us like three weeks ago, but none of us knew what actual show that was that he had talked right. about. And we, we didn't it, was a, it was a vague in the future at some point. I might not be able to do it. I'm I'm confident he did tell us the show on the 29th. I won't be able to do or might not be able to do. And we were all like, that's okay. a future issue, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, he dropped the ball. That's on him. He didn't put it on the calendar. And so yeah. it doesn't exist. True. Yeah. Do we have? I really hope we don't actually have a calendar. <laughs> I don't know. I don't believe we do. <laughs> no. But for God. Nick, for Jimmy, for Todd, for myself, and everybody else here at Lombardi's Bar in Game On, Wisconsin, we hope you have a great, happy holiday, and we will see you next week in the year 2022. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye.